This holiday season will bring together friends and family again. And while that's a good thing, it can increase our stress levels and impact our mental health in a negative way. There are things you can do to take control of your own happiness, attitudes, and behaviors. In today's podcast, Mike Tozer will be here to talk about a number of strategies you can utilize to make the holidays happy rather than humbug. We'll be right back with our conversation after this. Having a trusted source of health care that's on your side. That's listening to you and addressing your health concerns is important. When you get excellent care close to home, we can do more together. We can achieve more together. We can be the kind of community we all want, and that's important. That's who we are. Sarah Bush Lincoln, trusted, compassionate care, right here, close to home. Welcome back to Health Styles, the podcast. This is your host, Lori Banks, and Mike Tozer, licensed clinical professional counselor from Sarah Bush Lincoln, is back. And today, Mike, we are talking about the holidays. Are they going to be happy or humbug? Now, Mike, according to the National Alliance on Mental Health, around 64% of people report the holiday season makes their mental health conditions worse. And I'm guessing in your line of work, you see that and you know that firsthand. Yes, Lori. Actually, I've already been starting to hear stuff about seasonal, stuff about the holidays, stress-related, all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty indicative of what happens around this time of year. It's not only the um, mental health, but it's the change in season, which causes it, and the stress of the holidays that tend to cause it as well. But what I do want to talk about is there is a difference between mental health issues and just rude and bad behavior. And I think that what I'm noticing is COVID has changed so much and it's been a big strange on a lot of people, but I'm also seeing it used more and more as an excuse for bad behavior, that we're tired, blah, 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 blah. And yes, we all, or a lot of us are very tired, fatigued, a lot of fighting, you know, both within the community, on TV, like there's a lot of division. But I don't think it's okay anymore to use that as an excuse to be rude or to act poorly. And that's where I want to talk about today how to distinguish those two things and what we can do to try to improve how we act towards each other. All right. Because if you think about it, this probably this year for the holidays more people are going, the, the the groups will get larger, right? Um, because the last two years, you know, we were a little more distant. And so now the whole family's getting back together. And now you're going to realize um, over the last year, a lot of people have discovered that, hey, my aunt, uh, Aunt Mary thinks completely different about things than I do based on what she said on social media. Now you're going to bring everybody together in a large room for a holiday, which sounds like it could be a recipe for disaster. Yes, and things that some of the people I'm seeing are already 
talking about and how they are want to handle it or what can they do to handle the situation like that. So the first thing, it goes with anything that I've, you know, that you hear all the time, but I think is a good rule of thumb. Don't talk politics or religion amongst each other because we always know before that, before even any of this has gone on, that's all. those are always hot-button issues within families. Remember, we're unlikely to change other people's opinions within an afternoon of, of something that people have held for long standing. <clears throat> so I think the first thing that I always tell people is, you know, how important is it for, a, for you to say something? You know, is it important enough to be right <laughs> when you're talking or does your overall well-being need to be um, thought of first. You know, I call it, you know, you have to consider, sometimes we just need to take the old Kenny Rogers move, and that is know when to walk away and know when to run. <laughs> sometimes you just may have to exit yourself out of a situation so your well-being and your stress remains at, at a minimal. And some people are concerned about that and they don't, they will feel strange about that. But you'll also feel better though, if you make plans to know that, like if somebody within your family or wherever the gathering is, that in the long run, your well-being will be better off for it. Because sometimes that feeling will stick with you a lot longer than it will stick with the other person. Like that can pervade your mental health for the next week, two weeks. Yeah, you're right about that. That's a that's an excellent point. The person that we argue with, they're the ones that are just wanting to be right and move on from it. Whereas if we're, we tend to be plagued with that and it can cause longer term, you know, stress because now you have to decide, do I not want to ever see that person again or what's it going to be like the next time around? You know, how we feel about maybe things that were said during the exchange. So sometimes just remaining silent is a good option. If you happen to find yourself getting engaged with it, knowing you know, when to stop, when to leave, when to leave quickly, those kinds of things. So it becomes a matter of we have to decide on our own behavior and not rely on the behavior or the kindness or generosity or the restraint of others, which becomes very, very difficult. One of the things that I suggest to people with great resistance in the beginning is how about complimenting somebody you don't like? <laughs> how about saying something nice when somebody is not saying something that you like? Finding something positive to say. And I get this look of complete and utter bewilderment or anger <laughs> when, when I suggest that. But here's, here's the reason for those. 
whenever I tell people these things, I always qualify it with them by saying, look, I understand what I'm asking you is something that feels very uncomfortable and sometimes feels very unnatural. But I always ask them, do you want to feel better or do you want to feel worse? And there's so much information out there. There's so much study out there that shows when we take on a role like that, we feel better in as not only immediately, but in the long run. One of the exercises that I have people do is to each day when they wake up, find three things that they're grateful for for that day. Um, try not to repeat ones from the day before. Within a three-week period, we see that people start to change how they view the world, how they view other people, how their stress begins to reduce. And this isn't stuff that I just see and I'm saying anecdotally. There's study upon study upon study out there that shows that. And so it's hard to do, but when we start to do it, we notice a change in ourselves, and that's the thing that we're in control of. We're in control of our attitude, our actions, our behavior. So you, um, before we started recording, you we were talking about this notion of kindness, and there was an example of it uh, laid out on Twitter. Uh, why don't you explain what happened? <laughs> so there was a Twitter exchange with an Indian American, somebody that was from um, India, and they had tweeted something out, and I don't remember exactly, but it was fairly innocuous. It wasn't that um, provo provocative. And there was somebody that fired back at them um, some very racist stuff, asking them to leave the country. And then the individual's response to that was, thank you for following me. It seems like you're having a bad day. And by the time there was a few more exchanges, and by the end of the exchange, the person that had um, become angry and said the race, some very racist things thanked him for being patient with him and being willing to be kind to him. And I thought, that falls into the example of what I'm talking about. That's extremely difficult to do for people. It's difficult to do for me. Like, I don't, I'm not the greatest sometimes at, like, wanting to be, you know, kind to somebody who says something like that. But we do have control over this. The one thing that I'm starting to see and have been witnessing now for a few months, not that I haven't seen this over time, but it, it's coming up on a couple of years before this all started. You know, in March of next year, it'll be a couple of years of two to three years, you know, two years of all this stuff. Uh, COVID's no longer an excuse for poor behavior. You know, poor behavior is not mental health problems. Poor behavior does not equal that you have anxiety or depression. You could have but just to act poorly towards people, just to act mean-spirited, just to be overall a jerk does not mean that it's mental health related. We somewhere along the way have to take responsibility for ourselves and make changes within ourselves to change that. 
and looking towards treating other people more kindly, being more patient, although that can be extremely difficult, it benefits us in the long run. And that's what I think the message, I guess, today is what I'm trying to say is do things that will enhance your own well-being and stop relying on other people to do that for you. Mike, what are some other things that we can do? Uh, I think that kindness piece is really important, but talk about some other ideas you have on how to help improve our mental health during holiday season. It's something that probably on every podcast you hear me say, and that is find ways to take care of yourself. Take time out. And of course, we have a lot of busy lives, and a lot of us have busy, busy lives to do. But when I'm talking about taking time out for yourself, I'm not talking about if you can spend a day doing that, go ahead and do that. You know, do things that will make you feel better, relaxed, you know, taking that gives you a break. But at the same time, if you can't do that, small, smaller chunks of time can be helpful as well. So instead of being on your phone for 15 minutes, uh, do something relaxing for yourself. Take a bath, take a shower, you know, even just be quiet and and relax for that time period, even if it's, you know, listening to music that you like to listen to. People are like, well, I don't have 15 minutes. <clears throat> I can pretty much, if you sat with me, find 15 minutes out of a day for you. <laughs> I, but the whole idea is we have to make things, we have to make ourselves a priority as well, which is people think, well, I can't do that. Well, yes, we can. 15 minutes of relaxation is better than zero minutes of relaxation. You know, it's something that we see there. If you have a hard time getting off your phone, you know, there's, there are a couple phone apps. There's lots of phone apps, but a couple that I like best are called Mind Shift and Calm, where you can just take time, you know, and check in with kind of what's my mood like, you know, how stressed am I? There's, you know, five-minute little relaxation things to do, and people are like, oh, yeah, there it is, the deep breathing, the relaxation. But I always come back with, okay, so that's going to be worse to try than what's going on right now. <laughs> and people kind of look at me like, oh, okay. We have to be, a lot of this ha has to come back to our choices that we make. We have to be willing to try new things, different things for things to change. Some of them sound cliche, but that's, they're cliche because they tend to work. And they don't work if you just do them one or two times. These are things that we consistently have to do in order for changes to make. So that's, you know, those are things that are small that can be done because when we go do one big thing, we always come back to the reality. If we're not doing something consistently throughout the day, like it's harder to maintain our own stress levels, our own mental health, our own feelings of well-being because 
when you do the big thing, you come back and start the same routine again. So the things that if we can learn to do things daily, even for small parts of time throughout the day, that the consistency of it is usually better than one big thing. Any last bit of sage advice you have on keeping the holidays happy as opposed to humbug? Look and see where our behavior can be changed or tweaked or enhanced in any way towards other people, towards ourselves. Make sure that we're not only taking care of ourselves, but we're trying to pass on a little bit more well-being and kindness, whatever words that you like to do, empathy, compassion. It's hard to do, especially when people aren't so nice. But I will tell you that doing these things, I've seen people have changes, have differences in their attitudes, how they experience the world, how it changes how they feel, how it lowers stress levels. And I think that if you're fed up with how things are, if you just don't know, try some of these things. Try them, you know, like I said, do them more than once or twice. But try them for a period of time. And if they don't work, you're not lost anything. So those are just basically some very basic tips that I could offer to maybe hopefully have a helpful and happier holiday season. All right, Mike, that is great advice and something I think we can all implement into our daily lives. Great to talk to you again, Mike. Thanks for stopping by. You too, Lori. Thank you. To summarize Mike's strategies, first, know when to exit yourself from a situation to preserve your own well-being. Ask yourself how important it is to say something or engage in an argument. Most likely, you won't change someone's mind over dinner. Take responsibility for your own happiness, and remember, you are in control of your own happiness. Find ways to be kind to others, especially those you don't agree with. Finally, take time for yourself and make yourself a priority. Small things can make a big difference. To learn more about Mike Tozer and Sarah Bush Lincoln Psychiatry and Counseling, you can visit our website at sarahbush.org. And that's our podcast for this time. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a happy holiday season.